Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you unravel anything keeping you from a life of true abundance, joy, and happiness, which is your birthright. Each week, we'll bring in different guests specifically tailored to help you on your journey to discovering your higher self, whether it's spirituality, business, finances, health, or relationships, there are no topics that are off limits. So get ready and enjoy this week's episode of The Higher Self. Welcome to this week's episode of The Higher Self. I got to tell you, I'm excited. This is my first guest of the brand new year. I feel a new energy. I feel a new fire for the show. And you have the sweetest, most beautiful smile. <laughs> I got to tell you, you have wonderful energy. And uh, Devana May, welcome. Thank you. Um, we met or we got introduced because one of our previous guests, Albert, is your husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yes. So I want to talk all about that mm -hmm. uh, because as I was explaining to you, I remember when Albert was here, he was sitting in your chair and I was literally, I'm not going to lie, having ego deaths from his power and his energy. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and more than anything, it's like, I'm going to say this, there's a lot of people that do the work. You know, there's a lot of people that sit with plant medicine. There's a lot of people that are on the spiritual path, but the deeper you go, the more your heart recognizes the real mm -hmm. ones. You know what you know what I mean by that? Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because I feel like in spirituality, there's like the the click, like the cool crowd, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's like surface, you know. Yep. And we maybe we'll get into that. And then when you when you when you get into the depths of the universe, love, consciousness, uh, and the heart, uh, that's very rare. Mm -hmm. And so I remember sitting here, being with him, thinking like. God, this guy is like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, this guy is as close to God as I've ever felt. You know, I literally felt that, mm. you know. And as a result of that, I remember thinking like, man, I'm scared because I'm having some ego deaths right now because he was bringing up issues around my dad and so forth and so on. And then it's so beautiful to see your energy, right? And, and I feel God in you, mm. right? And I want to ask you, I want to start off by asking, you know, you mentioned about your husband, I want to go there real fast, that sometimes people have the opposite reaction. Right? Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you use the term ego death, because what I have felt from different men or even women is any block that they have to Albert, it's the ego and it's fear. It's the, uh, the heart doesn't want to open and feel that connection to the God within him. So I love that you use that. Which is the God within us. Right. Which right? we're afraid of, right? That's Ultimately, right. it's like That's love right. or fear, right? Yeah. So That's right. Um, I think it's so beautiful that you see him, you know, because there are some people that can see him and see his heart and feel his heart because you're just feeling your own heart. That's exactly what it was. Mm -hmm. And I and I also admitted to you, you know, I have one of my karmas in life is relationships. It's not the easiest thing in the world for me, right? Um, and um, and And especially relationships with men because I had my father wounding, right? And so as a result, it's something that's like, it's kind of rough for me. But with him, I felt just this like, my guard just released. And I was like, you know what? You're gonna be my homie. I don't have too many of them, but you're gonna be one of them. It was really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So, um, you know, the second thing that came up before the cameras were even turned on that I wanna bring up was, you know, obviously you're pregnant, mm -hmm. right? How, how, how far along um, are you? 28 weeks. 28 weeks, beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. How does it feel? 
It feels good. Yeah. yeah, it feels like this is the third baby. So we just go deeper and deeper into the spiral of motherhood and the surrender and the trust and just trusting my body more mm. and more each time. You know, I feel called to ask you, I remember, you know, uh, obviously I've been on my journey for about three and a half years now, right? And so all of my children were born prior to myself and 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 their mother is as well on the journey to either of us, you know, being conscious, right? What does it feel like to be conscious of the fact that you are bringing in a life that 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 a soul chose you as their mother, right? And came, you know, through Albert into you and you are conceiving <laughs> it, right? Because I've felt the power of that before. And you are holding this life and you're going to give birth to life. Like my God, my, my heart wants to explode just thinking of it. Yeah. What does that feel like as a woman? <laughs> I feel like I need to remember to pause and to tap into that because you can still just go about your daily life, like taking care of the other kids, going to the market. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. So I need to make sure I set time to like sit and drop in and connect and be like, wow, what's happening here? This is deep. Like, yeah. and it doesn't last long. So let's embrace it while we're here. And and you know what came to me? It's like life is that way. <gasps> yeah. Isn't life. It? Yeah. Isn't it? It's like being in the womb is a representation of life. Of life. And you're so close to death as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're on that fine line. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it's and it's so beautiful and and we get to I mean I I, I really want to ask you and, and this is for you know we have quite a bit of of women uh, followers and listeners and supporters of the show but you know I I know not as a mother but I know as a father what it's like to create a child unconsciously mm -hmm. like you know without being vulgar but just create doing an act and then going about my business working hard all day and then just waiting nine months I'm sure. Of course, having cute moments and so forth and so on, but not being conscious of the fact that we are bringing life into this world, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and you know, you asked me how many children do I have? I have three, and I know I've been told there's, there's at least two more coming for sure. So I can't wait to experience that, right? As a man, as a conscious man, mm. I think I'm going to be crying <laughs> all nine months, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think. But what does it feel like? What does it feel like for a woman? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like for me personally, it just it just brings up so much. Each pregnancy is so different. And I feel like each birth just brings a woman deeper into herself, deeper into her relationship with spirit, with God, with the goddess within. Um, and I feel like each birth brings us even deeper into consciousness. You know, we go through rites of passage. We go through an initiation. Every birth is a powerful initiation. And my first birth, went the way it did so that I can literally wake me up. But what I went through, I was literally, I even though I was doing the work, I was on the journey for about um, four years, I still had more work to do that proved that came out in the birth and what happened in the birth, which we can get into, but- Let's get but into that, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Yeah, so for my first pregnancy, um, Albert and I actually, we were together in Bali and, he got the download, we did a ceremony, and I was leaving the next day to go back to California to teach at Spirit Weavers, do Cosmic Earth um, Women's Retreat, and graduate from the Gaia School of Healing. So I had this like 
powerful journey I was going on back in the States. He was going to stay in Bali and had the download that he had to let me go. So we had an uncoupling in Bali, crying for days, just letting each other go. Like that day, that night I was leaving the next day. So just like crying, not knowing if we would ever see each other again, because I was going to go on my path and who knows, right? Where the winds would take us. Right. But he said, he wrote me this note and he said, you're being initiated into womanhood. And he spelled it W-O-M-B-M-A-N, womanhood. And I'm going to hold space as the sacred masculine for you to choose what you want because my past relationships were very controlling men. Um, that yours, was, yours were. Yeah, that was part of my journey was domestic violence, healing from that. So he wanted to really step back and let me be the one to choose. So How I go back. Powerful and beautiful. Yeah. And what a representation of true divine masculinity. Yes. God bless you all like, there. Yeah. I, love you. I love you, bro. <laughs> like yeah. letting each other go, right? right? And so that let go of any codependency, any dynamics that might've been unhealthy or attachment. So we let each other go. And then I find out when I'm back in California that I was pregnant. So then I went deep into another dark night of the soul, I would call it, because we started to see like, oh, this, we might not be together. And then he started going on his journey. And he's like, I don't know if I'm ready to be, to be a father. I don't know what this is going to look like. What, I don't know if we're, we're going to be together. So I had to go deep into what is am I, what's going to happen? Do I, what do I choose? Do I keep this baby or not? What oh, are we going to wow. co-parent together or not? Because that was my biggest fear was to be like a single mother, which my mom was with my sister. So I was living with my mom at the time, and she projected all of her fears onto me, asking me every day, "When are you going to get an abortion? The clock is ticking." You know. So I was in my deep meditation for like those first three months crying every day. Um, and then we decided to come back together and it was very slow. Um, but I went back to Bali and anyways, we decided to, yeah, keep say yes to life. Yeah. <laughs> and our two friends have a song called say yes to life. And we played that and we we're like, let's just do it and trust. And so I was traveling a lot during my pregnancy first. And, you know, I was in LA, then Orange County doctors, and then in Bali seeing doctors there. And then we were in Thailand. And then we thought we were going to live in Bali, but a volcano erupted. So we were back in California. So it was just a lot of movement during that birth, during that pregnancy. And by the end, when we were finally back in Cali, I was like, I'm just so exhausted. I don't even care where I birth. It was very just like, I'll birth in a hospital, even though I knew I didn't want to be in a hospital. I was like, you know what? It'll be okay. I'll be able to show women that you can still have an, a natural, you know, an unmedicated vaginal birth in a hospital without an epidural. You, you could still do it. And I, was, I took this love your labor class that helped, you know, just gave us tips for how to birth in a hospital naturally without medicine. And um, I ended up getting put to sleep under general anesthesia for an emergency c-section that was not an emergency now that i know and have more awareness um and but that brought me to consciousness so i literally got put to sleep to wake up and i truly believe that everything happens the way it's meant to like i trust in the divine perfection yeah. of everything yeah um and it's also balance of what could I have done differently? But I know now. So education, I think, is very important because if I had known that I had other options, that I could have left when I didn't like my doctor, I could have found someone else at even at 38 weeks or I could have birthed at home. I didn't know yet about free birth. I found them shortly after. Wow. And free birth society is basically teaching women how you can birth at home 
unassisted, you know, with just yourself. Wow. Or with a radical birth keeper who goes to the school with Free Birth Society um, to basically hold space for women in birth. And she doesn't have a license. So she's not tied to the system yes. where a lot of midwives are tied still with their license and operate from fear. And, and that energy. That energy. It's the oh same. We call them midwives. Yeah. So um, that was my transformation of just knowing that there's a, a different way. So the second time around, when I got pregnant again, the moment that my blood didn't come, I just dropped in and I was like, I'm going all out. We are doing this. The term we call it is a wild pregnancy, which means you have a completely um, undisturbed pregnancy. Like there's no tests, there's no doctor visits, there's no appointments. Nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. No like midwife. Old, like old, in, old school days. Like in the old school that days. That is sick. I didn't even take a pregnancy test because nothing. I was just like, okay, you know, I, I'll know I'm pregnant at some point. You know, I'm going to know. So. Um, I don't want anything outside of me. I don't want to have to have the stick tell me I'm pregnant. You know, I'm going to drop in and feel my body because it starts there. Wow. And so, again, we were traveling. Um, so I also didn't even want to deal what I did last time with all these different doctors. And so I was like, no, maybe when we get to where we know we'll land. I, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a midwife. I was kind of still open. But I was like, at least right now, nothing. I'm going to keep doing, doing the way I'm doing it. And uh, we come to Austin, and as soon as we get to Austin, I send an email to Emily with Free Birth Society, and I ask her if there are any radical birth keepers here in Austin, and there's one, her name was Isabella, and I had an interview with her, and I knew right away that she was going to be at my birth. She's a radical feminist, and that's what I needed at that time. I needed just a sister, a woman there who she used to be a doula in hospitals and saw all the abuse ha happening to women in the hospitals. So then she went to just be a doula for midwives and saw that it was essentially the same. And then so she got out of the so system. So she got out of the system and her. then trained to be a radical birth keeper, which is just like a woman who just is like sitting, she was just sitting on my bed during, you know, during just the labor. Space. Just, just a whole space. Just like in ceremony. Exactly. She Isn't wasn't doing profound? tests. She wasn't doing cervical checks. She wasn't taking the heartbeat of the baby. You know, just let me be. And um, Isn't that profound? <laughs> You're like blowing my mind. I've never heard of this. Yeah. But I'm so happy I did. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's like when I was in labor, I could, I tapped into the collective of women that, and I, I got teary. I remember feeling the, the sadness and the grief of the loss the, of the women who don't even know that this exists, that this is possible. They're going to know now. Millions of women are going to know. Oh, As a matter of fact, team. all of you women, do me a favor. S just stop right now. Go share this episode right now mm -hmm. with every female human being. No, and every man. Mm -hmm. the because men, I, because yes. I, be I believe if the men, yes. if the men know, yes. like we will, we will protect our women. Exactly. Because you got to understand, guys, you're protecting your children. Yeah, you're protecting your children because they're 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 not being born from any of this energy and any of this collusion that's yeah, happening that makes me right yeah yeah because yeah, it's, it's so important for the men too because i know a lot of women whose partners don't support them and it um they end up birthing in a hospital because they're the man is afraid you know right. yeah which comes again to for the women to know that no one outside of you can choose like you a woman has to be in her 
power, no matter what anyone outside of her is saying, she has to drop in and say, I'm doing this and not listen to all the voices outside of her. Right. Because that's what I did for my first birth, uh, for my first pregnancy and birth. You know, there were all the red flags were there in my body. I didn't want to be in the hospital, but I didn't know I, I had a different choice. And the trauma was still in me from like childhood, listening to authority figures, like my abusive father and, and I wanted to leave, but I didn't, you know? So it's like, I was still in that freeze state. Um, and so I ended up having to get put to sleep to have the baby because my, my body didn't feel safe to open. Yeah. But it's explained to you differently. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. explained to you like something's wrong and, yes. and we have to do this, which makes them more money. Oh, which... yeah. She would say like, she's like, oh, you're black. So your statistics are higher for having preeclampsia. So, you know, she was putting these things Shut in me. The fuck so up. then she would make me go do these oh. tests and, the, and she'd be like, oh, actually, it's fine. So just putting that stress in. Um, yeah. I, 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 can I take a moment? I, yeah. I, I seriously want you all to just, like if you're driving, whatever you're doing, just drop into your heart right now. And if you don't know what that means, it's just quiet your mind and close your eyes for a second and just feel what you're feeling right now by receiving this message, which many of you have never heard in your life. And yet this is how life used to be. Mm -hmm. This is how life used to be before the system came up with this wonderful idea that they could monetize life mm. and what this beautiful sister is showing you is that you get to choose different mm. you get to be awakened to the fact that there is a different way and i believe i believe that that choice energetically impacts not only you as a woman and and you men as the father but your child as well oh yeah yeah it's like what do we have to do so that our first child doesn't have to be the sacrificial L lamb life. lamb yeah because that's that's what's happening it's like after the first one then women go and, and make it you know a different choice maybe even the third one fuck man i'm having i'm having another eagle death right now <laughs> i'm gonna say it and by the way i know this is a sensitive subject what i'm gonna bring up because you know, I'll, 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 I'll say it. It's like, you know, certain religions believe heavily in what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, the, the revelations that I've been getting about circumcision, for mm -hmm. example, are just deeply profound. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I know that source was preparing me for this conversation. By the way, I didn't know you were coming. Today? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know. My <laughs> team it. just sets it up. And yes, like, yes. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I know you, you're all Burr's wife, right? So it's like, cool, let's drop in, which I think makes it cool because it makes it more flow. But mm -hmm. honest to God, just yesterday, just yesterday I had, man, source is powerful. Just yesterday, because it had been bugging me. I had asked Claudia, the boy's mom, I had asked her, um, Isaiah and Micah are circumstanced, but Aaron is not, right? And she says, no, all three of them are. And I said, I should have followed my heart. Because I knew, you know, mm -hmm. I knew, my heart knew. 
and uh, and I remember seeing them. I remember seeing them as little boys, like, and they're just like strapped open like that, and and it's like here's your job as a man to protect your children, and they're like taking a part of them and I and I now see what it is spiritually. It's like you're literally instilling fear and pain in their life right at the get-go. Right away. Right war. away. They're, they're instilling the war. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right at the get-go. I'm not circumcised. Mm. Wow. I'm not circumcised. And I genuinely heart to heart hand to heart believe I genuinely believe that that's why I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe, like, I see it now. Same with Albert. He's yeah, not circumcised. He's not. And his dad was, and his dad knew that it affected him and chose not to do it to Albert. And you know what the crazy thing is? Is like, I wanted to beat the living shit out of the doctor. Of course. For doing that to my kid. <sighs> but it's like, but my mind was so programmed to think like, but this is, this is what you have to do. And, 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 and I can't blame anybody. It's, right. it's all perfect. It's okay. But it's so interesting how Source was preparing me for this conversation because I know I got to let it go. Mm-hmm. I know I got to let it go because I, I can't carry that guilt. And I was operating from where I was operating from, you know? Right. But now I want to have like five more babies. I know. And like have at least three boys. So like, you know know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and obviously my my boys are beautiful and I love them, but it's like, but I know, I know because as I look out into the world, I know the messages I get, the downloads I get, the, the, the abundance that lives within me, the love that's within me. And I, 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 it's, it's kind of rare. It's kind of rare. And I also got this message that it can be healed. Yeah. Yeah. It can be healed. Everything can be healed. Uh, and yet, um, yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I'm sorry, um, I just had this moment I had to have Yeah, of it. course. It's so, I think more and more people get to need to talk about this. Yeah. There's a lot of denial, like huge denial that comes through for the mothers and the fathers when they realize afterwards and they still kind of want to, they don't want to believe it. You know, I see a lot of, um, yeah, I see a lot of denial with it and still trying to defend why, but I could feel the energy behind it. It's not, but, th- but that's what the ego just does, right. though. Yeah. And I say this with absolute love, but it's right. like, you know, I see this on social media. We're, we're growing so much right now. And we're growing because we're being controversial. And controversial is treat your woman like a queen. Mm. Open her door. Pay for her at dinner. Like, I, this is controversial now. Mm. The same way breastfeeding became controversial, mm. right? It's like the system is trying to eliminate, like, Life, yeah, that's what darkness does. Mm. And so when you're living in fear, when you're living in fear, which by the way, I was there. So I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers or anything. I was there. I know what this is like. Your mind just confronts and debates and argues Mm. because it can't possibly be true that I've been believing this thing my entire life, for example, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um... Yeah. Um, I recently shared, because Albert did a post recently about circumcision, and I reshared it, and a woman messaged me who lives in Turkey, and she, they force them there. There's, you can't even say no. Um, so there are some countries where it's like forced, and 
Yeah, that's deep. There's a lot of resources now that are bringing awareness to this topic and sharing it in a beautiful way. And, yeah. you know, um, give, just giving education and education creates awareness, awareness shifts consciousness, yeah. creates change. So for sure, you know, we're on this earth school to learn every soul here, you, you know, your sons, it's like part of them chose that experience That's to right. help them grow. That's so right. just see it from the highest in all ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. I want to shift gears, you know, so many of us as human beings, when we are entering in relationship, you know, with, with a man or, or, you know, or a woman or, you know, or, or whatever, you know, nowadays because of the system, everybody is looking for love outside of them. And when they're looking for love outside of them, they're looking for that partner, right? And they're looking for that partner from the space of need and want. It's as if they are not fulfilled enough within sight of themselves and they're not happy enough I'm sorry, there's a lot of energy moving. They're not happy enough with 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 inside of themselves to be okay with being with themselves. You know, and we're constantly on dating apps, we're constantly searching, we're constantly looking. And it was so beautiful what you just told me about what you and Albert decided was to let each other go, actually. Right? Which which is the opposite. Like that is true, like tapping in and allowing the journey of life to truly just like permeate within your heart and soul, you know? What was that like for you? Because it was medicine for you coming from your past and your situations that you lived in before. What was that like for you to feel a man, you know, not because he didn't want you, but because he was being obedient. Right. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what was that like for you, that process? Yeah, for me, it was all of it. I had all the emotions come up. I had the the inner standing that like, oh yeah, like he needs to go on his path. Like he needs to go serve God. Like I just see Albert's like highest calling, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah. yeah, like it makes sense. He can't just be a father doing these nitty gritty things, you know? <laughs> um, so I like understood that. Then I would also um, feel the anger. I would feel so much anger. I'd be like, just so mad. Like, how could you be doing this? Like, you're, you know, just that he would be, that he was so un unattached. Unattached. Yeah. Yeah. detach you know and i'd be that would make me mad um and also i was living at my mom's at the time so when i was going through that journey of learning how to respond instead of react because she would come with me at me with all the things and i would lose it and scream and slam the door and i would just get so exhausted and be like you know what and then i was like mother thank you you know what whenever i was calm she would be like oh wow wow, okay, I feel better now. So I was able to see what happens in other people when your nervous system is calm, that it shifts the the other dynamic of the other person. Yeah. That when you react and craziness, the other people feed off of that or they see that as how to control. Or, so I was able to learn from that experience as well with my mother. But yeah, with Albert, it was... Um, it just brought me deeper into my own self and knowing that I'll be okay no matter what. So that's what I had to tap into was yeah. it's not going to come from anyone outside of me. We, he could be like, yes, I want you. And then, you know, he could leave me in two years or something could happen to, you know, you never know in life what could happen. So you have to be okay being alone, even if you have children. And so I just got the message on that solar eclipse in 2017 when everyone went up to Oregon. There's this big cosmic 
um, solar eclipse and I went into silent meditation. I stayed inside in a dark room the whole day and I did a beautiful ritual where I married myself when the sun and the moon were crossing over and I basically woke up the next day saying, I'm gonna keep this baby no matter what, even if Albert and I aren't together, I'm gonna figure this out because God gots me. Wow. Yeah. And then after that is when then we got together. And it was the same thing with us before we even got together. I had left my past relationship and I was so happy being alone because it was a breath of fresh air to experience what freedom was like again. And I just wanted to be alone. And I remember I went hiking or went camping in Yosemite um, by myself overnight. And uh, I was on a hike and people would stop me. They'd be like, are you here alone? It was like, for some reason. You're a weirdo. Yeah. And it's like, how did they know? If I could have had my family down, why was I getting stopped? Like, are you here by yourself? And I was like, yeah. But I got to this place where I was like, I don't need anyone. I was just like, God, I was just praising God. I was just like, I love you. I was just laughing at like, just this connection that I was feeling with God was all that matters. And like, I'm good. Like, I don't need a man. I don't need anyone. And then so shortly powerful. after that, Albert and I, yeah, became a union. You know what? You, I, I say this on my posts. I say this on my posts. And I, and I want to ask you this question. You know, one, one of my most powerful, uh, po- uh, uh, popular videos, I said, um, I, uh, well, t- t- I'm going to go to that one in a second. But just recently, I posted an image of Jen and I. Right. And I was just like, I was just expressing my love for her and my gratefulness for her and the medicine that she is in my life. Like literally the moments that we have had of like unraveling my heart just because of her energy and who she is. It's like, it's perfect for me. And so I I made this post just like celebrating love. And so many women got offended by it. Hmm. Not men, women. And so many women got offended by, I'm going to call it what it is, what they saw, which was, you know, I'm older, she's younger, um, she's tall, she's beautiful, she's whatever. It was like a mirror back to them, basically. And the number one comment we got was, well, it's easy when you don't have kids and it's easy. And here I am, I'm stuck. I, I have three children. Um, my, my husband just left me or whatever the case may be, which like, I feel that, but I also want to let women know that regardless of what is happening, they can find safety within themselves Mm. and they can find their true power within themselves. Mm. And in one of the, in the, my, the video I was mentioning, I mentioned like, I I honestly believe a woman's true power is in her intuition, her womb, her ability to create. And the system has people living in so much fear and negativity that they are not even able to see who they really are, Mm -hmm. who they really are. Right. And yet here you are, you were ready Mm -hmm. in your power, you and God. Mm -hmm. And you were able to say, it doesn't matter what happens because God, you got me. Yes. You know? What what message can you share with women that might be going through a hard time and yet are living life from this perspective of fear that they're alone? Mm, yeah. I would just say just it's self-love is such a word that's thrown around, you know, and it can have so many different meanings, but it's like truly loving you're alone. Like love you're alone. And that can look, show up in so many different ways, but just getting to that place where 
first of all, if you connect to the oneness of everything, we're all one, right? So it's like what you're missing or needing in that other person is really in you already. And to just like tap into that and to just pray, you know, pray, have your rituals, your practices that just bring you to your altar, that bring you to the altar within to sit, to breathe and to love your breath, to love your voice, to move, to just tap into the nature. I think that's key. So many women have, like you said, our powers and our intuition in our womb and think about the war on our wombs and how women have been so disconnected from our intuition. That's the biggest thing. The wild woman is the intuition and we've been completely disconnected from her and you know we're awakening and so many of us are coming back to the natural medicines and the ways of the plants and the trees and the flowers but it's still kind of new for a lot of us a lot of women haven't tapped into that yet but i think when a woman is in love with the earth even more than like a man that's the key <laughs> that's a clip that's a clip because women have to hear this. Yeah. Women have to hear this. Women have to know that everything they've ever searched for is inside of themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, before I met Jen, um, I had gotten during a ceremony very clear two, two messages. Number one was we were going to have a daughter or I was going to have a daughter. And then number two, that I was going to meet like my soulmate, right? And they didn't show me anything other than the color of her hair. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? And honest to God, honest to God, I'd been like that since I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I'd been like that. Like my heart knew I was going to meet someone, someone special. Like I always knew, always knew. And, you know, finally one day I remember ayahuasca, I hadn't even drank her. She was in my refrigerator, mm -hmm. which is a funny story in and of itself. But she was in my refrigerator because we were going to have a journey that weekend. And that's how powerful the medicine is. Mm. The medicine, for those of you guys that don't know, the medicine is so powerful. She can just be in your house. Mm. And I went on a full journey, full journey. I'm laying on, on my bed, wow. like shaking. I'm a shaker. And I finally go like, I finally go like, but God, wh where is the one? I want to meet the one. Like I know I'm, I'm meant to meet the one, right? Mm -hmm. And my hands shoot up. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. My hands shoot up and my, my hand just starts shaking like this, right? And it starts pointing to God. And then I clearly remember going like, God, show me, where is the one? Like, I want to see her. I want to meet her, right? And the next thing you know, my hand, this is not me. My hand just goes like this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes. It's me. <laughs> everything I've been looking for my entire life, it's me. It's me. It's us. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm so passionate about this work that we do because mm -hmm. human beings don't know. They're so busy looking outside of them for a man or a woman, a car, yeah. sunglasses, red bottom shoes, a purse, injections, whatever, yeah. to alter themselves, to find love outside of themselves. And all along, it's inside. Yeah. And then you know what the craziest thing that happened right afterwards? The craziest thing that happened is right after I learned that lesson and that lesson made me cry because that's very profound. Mm -hmm. Even hearing it is one thing, but like really experiencing it is a whole, it, it changes your life. Sure enough, I turn over to my left and there she is. I could, I could just see the top of like, like light brown head leaning into my chest like this. And all I heard was, she'll finally feel safe with you. Mm. And 
you know what was crazy? If I'm completely honest, I was like, I wasn't in my masculine back then. And this is for you men, pay attention. I wasn't in my masculine back then. So the thought that came to me was, wow, a woman's going to feel safe with me. Like, I don't know if that can happen. True story. True story. And that's been my journey. Wow. It's been my journey. Yeah, that's huge because that, I bet a lot of men, that's so deep, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So many ways. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. For the men. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. If you're enjoying this episode, I wanted to remind you that this episode is being brought to you by the energy of healing and transformation. And it is your time to act now to transform your life by awakening your highest self. Join us March 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Austin, Texas, live at Awaken Your Highest Self. Tickets are on sale now. Go to dannymorell.com backslash awaken and reserve your seats today. And I, I want to ask you this question. I talk a lot about masculine, feminine energy and and the power in a woman, you know, being in her womb, her intuition, her energy, her strength. And I got, I've got to tell you something like, while we were just talking, just your presence, like literally just your presence. My solar plexus were being healed. My heart was like everything because I'm very conscious of, of what's happening, right? And we do a lot of these shows, but I'm telling you, I know the truth when I know the truth because I, I feel it. I feel it, right? What does it mean to you to be in your divine feminine mm. and the power that that holds, not only to a man, but to the world and to the collective consciousness? Mm. Well, I feel like it can look different for every woman and that's her tapping into that unique essence, that divine spark within her. Um, for me personally, it has been connecting with Pachamama, and letting her move through me with Gaia, with the goddess, with the divine feminine on this planet, which has been, of course, oppressed. And this is what we as women are remembering and waking up to through all these beautiful practices that we're learning and remembering. Um, for me personally, it has been connecting with the plants and the trees and the flowers. And it doesn't have to be a crazy psychedelic you know, ego death journey. It could be the plants growing in your backyard that a lot of people don't even know are medicine and the the nettles are popping up everywhere in the springtime because that plant is telling you that plant will nourish you and mind, body, spirit, right? And people are putting pesticides and weed killer when it's like, no, that no, is the breast milk of the earth. Yeah. yeah. So just that, like simple, like what are the plants that keep showing up around you? You keep seeing rose, what you keep seeing rose, like the medicine of rose has been so big for me in my journey working with rose and rose is the flower of the divine feminine connects us to our hearts has the power to address all imbalances mind body spirit so i think um when women become more in tune with the plants growing around them with the ways they could work with the plants to heal themselves and their families when mothers are able to make herbal medicines to help their children and you know, their families instead of going outside of ourselves. And of course, Western medicine is great and it's great for times of desperation and for emergency. So grateful, of course. But that, but that's, um, yeah. But we need to come back into balance and harmony yeah. within and without. And, you know, when we leave our bodies, where do our bodies go? 
they go back to the earth. Right. We are of the earth, but we've been so disconnected because of, I think, religion, a lot of religion yeah, that of religion. doesn't want us to know that power yeah. and that truth. Yeah. Um, so it's beautiful to see this shift happening on the planet. My name, Devana, is a flower that's used in aromatherapy to help mind, body, spirit. And that was my awakening, was connecting to the flower of Devana that actually helped wake me up from the abusive relationship I was in. And on the back of the bottle of the essential oil, it says, awaken fast. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I'm here for the plants and the trees and of course the creator that made them all, yeah. the original medicine of the planet. Yeah. So I think that is a, a huge element and just connecting with all the elements, the water, huge. We are made of water, right? Yeah. And so many of us are disconnected from the the spiritual element of water and the mystery of water and what water represents and the consciousness of water and that it holds memory and that it holds messages and you know, our ancestors drank the same drops of water that are here on the planet now. So just connecting to water and the abundance of water and the magic and mystery and of course the fire, just the air, just the elements are so big. I think in so many ways we can work with them and movement. I think movement is huge. So many women are so stiff in their bodies and their hips, right? And so much trauma is stored in our hips mm -hmm. and there's a lot of shame here. So I yeah. think movement is a huge piece. Um, and I just know from working with women that it's a huge block for them that they, yeah. you know, being free in their bodies because they were shamed as children or whatever yeah. it was. And then same with the voice, you know, told to shut up, told your voice is ugly. So they locked up their voice. So being able to free the voice and sing and speak R regardless of how it sounds exactly like it's not about that it's not about that your voice has the power to heal your body with the vibration of your unique voice and um and that and that shows up even like during orgasm right because a lot of women it's like they're they're restricted yes and so and so they're not they're not they're not open yep and it know? shows up in birth we're so tight here and our jaws and yep, clothes yep, yep, and the yep. yoni and the jaw are all connected right and the right. tissues of the yoni and the mouth Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You men, ho hold space for, for your women. Mm. I think it's very important. And I think as you're hearing this, and this is my challenge to you men, as you're hearing all of this, absorb it, feel it, but then start to live it. You know, because so many women right now are reaching out asking, we get, there's so many messages, I can't even keep up with it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I will always keep reminding people, and thank you, Devana, because you're you're proving what I'm saying, it's true. If you're ready to heal, just do the basics. The mind wants it to be so complicated. Go connect with nature. Yeah. Go, go take off those heels, which are meant to keep you away from Mother Earth. Mm. That's the spiritual symbolism of a heel, by the way. Wow. Right? Go take off those heels and reconnect and reground yourself. Go walk with your shoes off. Mm. Go hug a tree. Yeah. And it's purposely been made fun of so you could think you're weird by doing the very thing you need to do to heal your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. Go jump in water, right? And then yes, go do some yoga, mm -hmm. you know, because it'll move your body because we all store, men store trauma in so many different areas, but women, you're storing it right here, 
right here. And you're so stiff because you don't even give yourself or allow yourself the space to go move, mm. right? And, and I just want to say thank you for bringing that up because, you know, yeah, eventually you can do plant medicine. And yeah, eventually, you, you know, you can come to awaken, you know, but if you really hone into the, just feel the energy of this conversation right now, there is, there is truth here. There is absolute universal truth. And that truth is that you can heal yourself and you are the one. Mm. And all you got to start doing is just go reconnect with the elements. Just go reconnect. Mm. And I promise you, magic will move. I yeah. promise. And I think another key piece is of the divine feminine is the sacred rage to be able to express and for a woman to be witnessed in her full expression. It's not just all pretty and flowers and sitting down and in, under a tree, right? In birth, it's bloody, it's messy. And for a woman, woman to be able to express that part of her is so powerful and so needed and has been so repressed on this planet in both men and women, right? Yep, yep, so yep. yes, that's actually, yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's it's interesting because that's why, like in the Shipibo culture, like when it comes to uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, it's done at night mm. because it's also the woman and the feminine is dark. The dark, yeah. It's, it's the dark. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, um, and there's a that's there's a lot here, but the dark has been demonized, right? We've been taught to fear the dark, and that looks that has shown up in many ways. Black skin people, yep. the womb, the yep. soil, the earth. We're taught to be afraid of the unknown, of what we don't know, that mystery, the black void. And that's where the power actually lies. That's where the seed is planted. That's where the roots grow. That's where the light shines into the shadow that actually is where our power lies. So yeah, um, I'll share a little story that is I recently heard a version of it that's actually ex explains uh, a story between Shakti and Shiva. Mm -hmm. And it I'll, before yeah. you do, they they don't know what that is. Explain okay, to sure. them. yeah. What is Shakti? What is <laughs> yeah? The, okay, yeah. so Shakti Shiva is essentially the Indian, the Vedic, the Hindu. Um, right? Is it the Hindu? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the god and goddess, essentially the masculine and feminine form of God, Shakti and Shiva, Shiva and Shakti. And um, anyways, in 2016, Albert and I were at a beautiful festival, Lucidity. There was a event happening called The Voice of the Primal Feminine and two, at 2 p.m. I saw it on the calendar. I was like, I'm going to that. I don't know what it is. I don't care who's coming with me. I'm going. And Albert came with me and some of our other friends. And it ended up being a powerful um, container that was held where the women were on one side, the men were on the other side. You could choose to be on the men's side, a man could choose to be on the women's side if he wanted to connect to the inner feminine or a woman wanted to connect to her inner masculine. And we did base, you know, an hour of prepping for what was to come next through movement, through sound, get embodiment practices. And after that, each woman got to choose a man or someone representing the masculine to come up and she got to go in front of him and just express in whatever way it looked like, whatever wanted to come through her. And all he, he wasn't allowed to say a word. He just had to sit there or stand there and just hold space. And so different women went up and one woman went up and she was the first one to kind of bring through the rage piece. She just started going sacred rage. She's like, I'm feeling sacred rage. And then another woman goes and and this one woman um, picks one man and she's really nice to him and sweet, kind of honoring that 
piece, which is beautiful. But what it brought up for me was the, the rage that I needed to express. And it was a white man that had tribal paint on him. So my ex was white. So I got to do oh, it for the collective and yeah. for the personal. Right. But I went up and just unleashed the deepest power, feminine rage for the ancestors, for the collective, about the earth, just all of it, the abuse to women, to the earth, to the planet, the patriarchy, colonialism, colonization, just went off. Women were crying. All the women were just crying. And after that, Albert, he was just blown away. He was just in awe of me because he saw me at that place and he was able to hold space for it and just love me through it. Yeah. And because of that, I was finally able to see him. Because in the beginning, there was still resistance. I was healing from my past relationship. There's a little PTSD happening there, anxiousness, hypervigilance. But after that, I was able to see Albert. The blockages that I was still holding against him melted away because he was able to hold me in my sacred rage. Wow. Which... Most men aren't able to do. No, no. Powerful. I hope you guys are listening. I hope you guys are listening and you're listening from an open mind and an open heart to truly and fully understand who you are as a man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to go back because so I've seen and have heard of so many women who are afraid to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be honest, this was, and I accept full responsibility for this, but like, I never meant anything wrong with it. But like with, with my ex, when she would go to sing, I would make fun of her. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't realize what I was doing back then, but it's like, but I did the opposite. And, and so, you know, I, I obviously apologize for that. And it was in my, it was in my unknowing basically, you know, and I want you guys to understand that for so many women their voices and their throat chakras have been have been blocked, have been blocked, and they don't know how to express themselves. And it and it comes up during the act of making love. Because the act of making love is a representation of life. It's a representation energetically of how you live your life. So you men, and I say this, brothers, stop being so selfish in that act. Stop entering into that act from the perspective of getting what you need and in turn, maybe flip it, right? Flip it in this perspective that you are going to hold space for your woman, right? And as you're holding space for your woman, I want you to watch and I want you to start paying attention and I want you to start seeing where stress shows up in her mm -hmm. body. I want you to start seeing where closure shows up in her body, right? I want you to start seeing how maybe your energy is not allowing her to fully express herself in her true femininity and touch her face and caress her and make her to feel safe. And when it comes time to orgasm, if you see her clinching up, literally help her to open and remind her that it's okay and encourage her and hold space and tell her, let yourself feel, let yourself express, let yourself vocalize what it is that you're actually feeling. And that's what it means to hold space mm -hmm. and what it means to allow your energy to heal her energy. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a man has to be able to have gone to the depths himself to be able to hold that. And to be able to even recognize it. At recognize it without his own trauma 
coming up from his mother who might have not been able to express her rage in a healthy way or his fault, right? So there's so many layers to it, which is why we're doing this work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's so interesting you say that because thank you for reminding me that because who I am today is not who I was in the past when I was quite honestly a jerk. Right. You know, when I was self-serving, when I was, when I was egotistical, when, when I only cared about myself, you know, and it took me going into the depths of myself to discover what it means to hold space for a woman, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and I'm also gonna say this, for you ladies, you know, you're free to do what you like, but stop thinking that there's no more men out there in their divine masculine energy because the more that you think that, the mm -hmm. more that you're going to attract that. Yeah. And the opposite, right? You are powerful, so your mind and your heart and your energy is helping to create our reality. Mm. So instead of saying there's no more good men, there's no more masculine men, say the opposite. Yes. Say, I love how many powerful masculine yes. men there are out there. Oh my God, they're everywhere. Oh my God, there's an abundance of them. Yes. They're all king. They're all beautiful. They're all so powerful. And guess what will happen? You are so powerful that you will literally transform men's life, men that you will never even meet just by that energy, mm -hmm. just by calling that in. Yes. And this is where we are one. And this is where we get to help heal each other. This is what is called the collective energy. Mm -hmm. And we all play a role in it. Yep. Yeah, the collective consciousness and it's your own inner masculine that you are tapping into because you've done the work and you're like, yes, this exists. Yes, they are out here because it's within me. Yes, yes. absolutely, absolutely. I love you, by the way. <laughs> I love you so much. You're wonderful. Love you, you're Thank wonderful. You. You're wonderful. Um, what would be your message to women? What would be... Hmm. You know, before we go that, I got, I got a, I got a question to ask. This is an important one. This is coming up for me. You know, obviously, I, I, I know what it is, and I know what I feel, and I know what I know. But, you know, you and Albert are also very, very different. You look different. You're culturally different, right? And I think that that is the, the beauty of love is that love doesn't care. Love doesn't care about anything, right? Love is love you know, and you can't contain it. You can't put it into a box. It doesn't look a certain way. Um, what was it like for you? You know, what was it like for you? Maybe there's a woman out there struggling, thinking like, oh my God, I found this wonderful guy, but he doesn't look like I thought he was going to look. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's cute because Alvaro and I were just on a podcast together yesterday really? and we talked about this because that was what it was like for both of us. We weren't each other's outer um, like ego image of our partner. Right. And so, but the inside of how we felt inside every time was like, oh, it was this like, oh, this softening, this opening, this surrender, this trust. And so, um, and of course I'm so attracted to him. We're so attracted to each other, but that first initial, you know, outer yeah, yeah. thing, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, that's the one, right? Which could right. lead you like into trouble sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I think that's the key piece is like, how does your heart feel? How is this person treating you? And are they consistent? Because I think that is very important. It's easy in the beginning, you know, for that mask to be playing the game. Present. And, yeah, present. But what happens along the road? What shifts? Does it shift or is it still the same? Is he still 
treating you how he was in the beginning, right? And so that's what Albert had. He had just consistency and he had integrity and his he cares. One thing my mom says, which I love, is that you can't make a man care. And Albert cares. Like he's there. He shows up. And not just for me. It's the way he treats other women too. He's there. He's there. Someone just recently shared a story in Bali when she was there that someone um, like tried breaking into her door and Albert was there at the time. And he was the only one in the group there in a group text. He drove on his bike 30 minutes in the rain to come get her to, to go come, help her to go help her. Yeah. You know, when she told me that story, I cried because I'm like, that's all bear. He takes care of the women. He takes care of his mama. You know, he takes care of, of his sisters. He's there and he sees, he can see you. Yeah. So you feel safe with him. So I think, yeah, that's the heart. You just have to feel the heart. And, and, and the, that's regardless of how someone looks. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll share, I've, I've shared this, by the way, Casper, Jen finally agreed to come on the show. So we're going to do a podcast. It'll be great. But, you know, one of the things that I, I've shared before was that, you know, like for Jen and I, we had to get past that ourselves. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, like she's she's just everything. She's absolutely wonderful. And yet she wasn't Latina, mm-hmm. which, you know, like to a Hispanic man, like we're not, we're not with tall, beautiful white women. That's not what we do. We're with like, you know, maybe a little bit like we, we, we control. We mm-hmm. like to like have this in our in our wheelhouse is what we like to do. It's our energy, right? It's the whole, like the whole macho thing, mm-hmm. right? And here I am, and it's beautiful how God works, like face to face with something that is completely the opposite of what I in, in, imagined. And I remember God, f- literally in my ear and in my in my mind, telling me, "You mean to tell me you're not going to be with her just because she's not from a certain country?" And he, he and he he closed me, or he or she closed me. God goes that doesn't make sense, does it? Right? Because mm-hmm. God knows I'm a salesperson, right? <laughs> so he asked me a question where I could answer, no, that doesn't make sense. And I literally felt the energy of that story like release from me, you know? Mm. But it was the same thing for her. I remember we were getting like really close to like, I mean, we were talking rings. We were talking, all, we were going crazy because we felt such a connection and and she, she pulled away because she got scared as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like a little bit shorter than her and I'm, different and I've got three kids and I'm older and all of these things. And that was like the scariest moment of my life because I thought like I finally found her and I was going to lose her because of the way I looked, you know? Mm. And it was beautiful medicine for me because I realized that I was doing the same thing as well, you know? Mm. And so like it was medicine for me because it showed back to me what it feels like. And then obviously we reconnected and, and we love each other and we're crazy about each other. But but that was the message, it's the message I wanna to give to our audience because love really doesn't care. Mm. <laughs> and that's one of the greatest lessons that you could learn is that love truly doesn't care, you know? And it does care. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, what, Tell me that, tell me that. No, just like what I was saying oh, earlier about, about care. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I love that, and it does care. Yes, yes love it cares. does care. Yes, I love that. Um, what are your final thoughts? <clears throat> um, I feel like I want to sing just like a little song to close, but this has just been so beautiful. So let's and sing. Yeah. And you, oh, you asked me earlier about women. What would I say? The womb, the womb work has been everything. Connecting to the womb. And there are so many beautiful teachers out there doing and sharing the womb work, womb wisdom, womb awakening, the power of our wombs, and how much healing we could do when we work with the womb energetically, spiritually is just 
life-changing. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. And for you ladies, I want to encourage you. You know, when we are stuck in the energy of, please come help me, please come save me, we do things like, well, where do I find it, right? When there's something like Google out there, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Tap into your power Mm -hmm. and go, just go type in the words womb work in Google or hashtag womb work on Instagram and just, and just let your intuition lead you to, to, to what's meant for you. Yeah. Or tap into your womb and just close your eyes and breathe and ask your womb a question and you will hear an answer. The more that you do it, you'll drop into that space and your womb has its own consciousness and will begin to share with you the wisdom of your womb. That's right. I love it. I love it. Uh, What are you going to say? Just like a little um, song I wrote. I didn't even know you sang. I didn't even know you sang. (laughs) I love it. (sighs) Oh, May flowers and beauty surround you. May love bloom within and around you. May you live to grow old. May your heart glow with gold. Inner child stay laughing inside you. May you know that you're worthy of rest. May you feel that you're doing your best. May your soul dreams come true. We are rising with you. Guided, protected, and blessed. Oh, eh, oh, oh, eh, oh, oh, eh, oh, oh, eh, oh. So beautiful. Uh, so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you. This was wonderful. This truly was. Um, if you're out there listening, there's there's no way you can't have felt something here in this in this episode. And and I want to encourage you to maybe go back and listen to it, you know, in silence, in stillness, in the dark in quiet because I believe it will heal you. I believe that there's medicine in this episode. And and I believe that if you allow that medicine to permeate your mind, your heart, your body, something's going to trigger, something's going to awaken, something's going to move, something's going to heal. And when you allow that to happen, just pay attention, right? Just slowly pay attention. Close your eyes and just pay attention to what you feel and where you're feeling it and what message comes to you. Because I promise you, that's how powerful we all are. We are no different than you. And you are no different than us. And when you awaken and find your highest self, you are going to be a healing vessel to humanity. We are the medicine. We sure are. Thank you for sharing. How do people find out more about you? What's your Instagram? I think you're going to blow up after this. <laughs> beautiful. My Instagram is Divine Devana, D-I-V-I-N-E, D-A-V-A-N-A, Divine Devana. And um, 
Sacred Sister Circle was the work I've been doing for the last basically seven years that I'm oh. slowly kind of shifting out of holding space in that way um, and moving more into birth. So I'm going to be attending my first birth this in a few, few months right before I give birth for wow. another woman's birth to help women birth outside of the system because um, I did the Radical Birth Keeper School okay. and um, holding space for women in postpartum because that's such a time that is overlooked in this Western society, this most sacred time, the first 40 days and yeah. of a woman, um, woman's life after she gives birth. And um, yeah, so also Sacred Sister Circle is still, it's still on there, but I, it's gonna be shifting. I'm open to where spirit wants to bring me next. It's this place I'm in right now. Beautiful, open. beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I, I honestly believe this podcast and these clips we're about to make, Casper, I think I think I think I think you're gonna be a hot one. I'll tell you that right now. I I think I think this is magic. I really really do. Yeah. So thank you so much for thank being you, here. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. We'll see you next week on uh, another episode of the Higher Self. Thanks for watching or listening. If this week's episode resonated with you deeply and you're ready to discover more about yourself, go to dannymorell.com and check out some of our upcoming events and our resources. Or if you'd like to learn more about our coaching programs, simply shoot us a message on Instagram and one of our team members will reach out to you immediately.